Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting their own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within their reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. <clears throat> Mitch. David. Dude, you look so much... I just said this before we started. You look better today. You looked yeah. like complete shit last night on the I call. Was, I was I thought you out. were. I thought you were going to die. No. Like, you yawned like... Five, like, literally, I text you. I was like, dude, stop fucking yawning. Yeah. Like, you're making me tired. I, uh... Like, you... It, for the fr- And you never do this. So, when we do the calls, when we do the podcast, you sit like this. Uh-huh. Like, last I night. Back like, two times, you were like this. Yeah. I was like, is he going to fucking die on me? No, I was just tired. I Just uh, wore out. Um, just too much this week. It's only, hey, guess what? Today's only, it's Tuesday. only Tuesday. I was like, man, this has been one day. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know what exactly it was. Like, I've been working out harder than I usually do. We got a lot of, a lot <clears throat> more things in motion at work than we've had in a while. And I've, I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Dallas. Yeah. And so, like, I've got a short <clears throat> week. I'm trying to get a full week's worth of work done in two days. Yeah. Um. Do you think you were mentally, and, like just mentally drained yeah, too? I think it was probably, yeah. like Danielle's like not both. feeling all that well, so <clears throat> she was a little run down. I was crazy achy yesterday, so I'm like, maybe I'm getting sick. It's either that or it's like, I, I couldn't tell if I was sick from, or if I was achy from being sick or achy from uh, like working out too hard or what. So yeah. it was just, yeah, just one of those days. On the other hand, I feel fantastic. That's good. I felt great. I feel fine today. I feel great yesterday. Yeah. I felt great today. I felt great all weekend. It's good. Yeah. First time in a while. Yeah. I think the heat and the work was starting to like wear me down. And I was like, now it's kind of cooled off and yep. work's tailed off just a touch. And it's like, okay, I have some time I can breathe. Yeah. You know, so. I didn't even work out <clears throat> yesterday morning. Really? Like, I woke up like I need, like every once like in a while. Like you just need rest. Yeah, yeah. Like I make 80 days in a row, I'll go work out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's just one day and, and I try to like... <clears throat> You get that like bitch voice that's like trying to talk you out of doing shit that you know you should do anyway. Yeah, and, mine's loud as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, is this just me being a little bitch and not wanting to go? And it's like, no. Yeah. I, this is me. This is my body saying, no. Today's a rest day. Like you yeah. need to rest. Sometimes you just like you have to power down. Yeah. If you don't, you're just you're like setting yourself up for failure. Well, and I still went to work all day and everything else. Like yeah. I literally you just, just skipped the, the gym and slept in two hours. Yeah, you just didn't so, do the extras. Yeah, I got up at. Yeah. 6.30 instead of 4.45. Yeah, I think I'm going to actually... Um, I think I'm actually going to go hunt tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's get not it. it's not cold yet, but it's like, man, I got to get out, Dude, get some peace Thursday and some quiet. Night, Thursday They're night, starting we, to move. we got some rain coming in Thursday night, Friday morning. They might be moving around a little bit Thursday I think night. I might. Problem so, is, we got kickoff Thursday night. I said Wednesday night, tomorrow. I uh, but Thursday night's oh, when it's supposed to... Yeah, I won't to. be going Thursday night. Yeah. I was gonna. We have group call and nothing takes precedent over trade win stuff for me. I mean, right. I know you're different. You just put it off, whatever. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but I, but yeah. So that'll be like my little break will be Thursday. Like we'll have the call and then I can just sit down and watch Chiefs game for like three hours. There you go. You know, I I hate 
man, I hate Monday night games. And I hate Thursday night games. Right. Not because of the competition or anything, but I'm like, I'm tired. So like halfway through the third quarter, I'm like, damn it. I'm like fighting myself. Sunday night games ain't any better. The 7, 7 p.m. kickoff uh, on Sunday nights. No, but I'm at least rested from the morning. Like I didn't work yeah. all day. Yeah, so I true. feel like I have a little bit of energy to push through. But yeah. Monday night and Thursday night, they suck. Yeah. Well, and, I, like, mean, I, I have know. season tickets. One of my plumber has one of my plumbers has season tickets. So like on on Monday night <clears> games <throat> or Thursday night games, like we have to get off by noon. Yeah. In order to go do it right. Well, to know, tailgate and stuff. To tailgate and everything else, yeah. right? And see, I thought, and I didn't, we talked about this the other day and I didn't say anything because um, I had been looking forward and I was like, oh, Mitch isn't going to have anything Thursday. I was like, oh, I'll put something together. Like, yeah. it'll be, you know, my dear. And he's like, oh, no, I'll be on the call. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll save that for another night. Well, you can so, do it Tuesday because I'm going to, I haven't hit you up about it yet, but Tuesday morning I have a conflict. So for the group call on Tuesday, I might let you run that. Who so says we'll I am going to be at the call well, on Tuesday? That's why we're going to have to chat about it. <laughs> this, so. is what, this is what I love about Mitch. So when we started doing the Tuesday calls, like he didn't ask me or no. tell me or nothing. He just posts in the group, hey, by the way, we're going to add a Tuesday morning call at 8 a.m. Trying and I'm to get like, more value to our members I, and I agree more group calls. I agree 100%. Yep. I thought it was a great idea. Just a surprise. We just like, got to get just him spaced out better. He just doesn't fucking tell me. He's yeah. just like, oh, hey, by the way, we're doing this. I'm like, dude, what? what? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the fucking heads up. Yeah. I got to get like, him spaced out better because right now the calls are only five days apart and then they have to go like 25 days uh, with no calls. So. so I was thinking about that. Uh, you know, we talked about it. So the one that has to move, I don't remember what you said, but it has to be the Thursday. Yeah. The, yeah, Thursday, the Thursday has one, to move up to the first Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. We're thinking about moving the Thursday one of the because first. Because like so. I, I thought about it. I was like, well, if he moves the first Monday and no one that listening is probably even paying attention to what we're talking about. If we move the first Monday, then they can be in the same week sometimes. Yeah. No, we don't want to So that, that doesn't work. No. I'm trying to get them two weeks apart. Okay. I'm trying to get one in the morning and one in the evening because we're all busy and some people yeah. can't make the evenings and some people can't make the mornings. And yeah. So, so you'll have to move three calls. Full gamut. We'll have to move three calls on Thursday, that yeah. Thursday night. We'll have to switch them to the next Thursday. Right. People are going to punch you. Are we pissed? Man, we'll see. Not really. They're pretty flexible. They're pretty flexible. And they are because, let's be honest, I mean, we go into calls and like guys are like, hey, by the way, dude, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, dude, what? what? And Like, and, I don't mind, but like, give me like 10 minutes notice. Would that well, be fucking nice? Some, like, of, some of this shit, too, bro, is like, on, these man. guys are getting $100,000 solutions. Like, literally, <clears throat> some of the I'm stuff not, we're talking about on the calls is like so I, valuable. I, that, I, I, that doesn't, uh, I mean, I agree with that. Like, you're right. But that doesn't, that has nothing to do with it. Right. I, I like, think, just give me a little heads up. Come uh, on, boys. It's almost like a testament to how well they're running their business. Because I remember being a manager at McDonald's, and I remember one of the advice I got from one of my leaders or mentors or supervisor was like, you should be running your shift in a way that where you can pull away at any moment for a 10-minute meeting or a 20-minute meeting. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is different because these calls are at night. Oh, okay. So gotcha. they're yeah. having to give up family in, time. They got sports. They got... Yeah. And they're engrossed, yeah. and there's a, yep. and I've been trying to get you to like switch half of them to day calls. I just keep getting a well, bunch of I fucking just, pushback. I don't I just, know what to tell you, but that's what the where it's got to fucking I, it's, go eventually. It's gonna have to. It's, I know. What are you fucking doing, man? I don't have the time in the day. This yet. is exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> I know exactly what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna do it, and then do it for like three weeks, and then he's gonna be like, move, 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 and he's gonna be all patty about it that I just did it. I just got to figure out the time. That's all. That's exactly what's gonna happen. So I did something today for the first time. 
Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. What? Never done it before. Wait, wait, here, hold on. So, Mitch, how was your day today? Oh, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do today, buddy? I told a customer, in not these exact words, but told him to fuck off. I haven't done that in three years of business. I tell someone that every fucking two weeks. Now, we, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like, and you I know, mean, fuck customers. you, Ezekiel. Have you seen that short? What's yeah. your name? Tony. What's your name? Ezekiel. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> like that's that's the, one of the funniest shorts ever. Yeah, it is good. It, well, I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't even use foul language on the call, but we've got... Oh, well, that... Yeah. Like you just brought me down on level. Yeah, well, like I thought Mitch was like actually looked at someone in the face and was like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you. I'm trying to not get a one star while telling him fuck off at the same time. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. You know, but like I'm a, I'm a fire starter. Like I let those bridges burn. Yeah. Like I'm literally looking him in the eye and I'm like, you know what you should do? You should leave me a one star because I'm about to like literally eat your ass. <laughs> yeah. Like, look here, bitch. <laughs> fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one star inbound. Yeah. If you don't Called leave me a good one star where you literally just like let us have it, I'm going to be disappointed because fuck you. I've already decided that if she does leave a one star, I'm going to use it. Like, I'm actually going to. Snippet use it, it like that other one you had. I'm going to snippet it and advertise with it. Yeah. I'm going to be like, come see the worst customer experience ever that Gretchen from Lee Summit has ever had. <laughs> what happened to Gretchen? What happened? Tell me, because so, yeah, now I'm interested. So Gretchen calls us out, and her concerns are sewer smell and water mysteriously showing up in her basement uh, floor. And the house is... So was it backed up sewer or what? No. Um, so the house is not built to any code that you and I would understand. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure exactly what that means, but okay, go ahead. Bathrooms are on platforms and basements. There's an above ground sewage pit, sewage ejection pump and pit in the basement. So their sewer got plugged and then they ran a new one. Who knows? Ran everything to it. Yeah. I don't know. Some Joe Blow jackass was like, this is what we got to do, guys. Well, then they built a wall in front of their above ground pit and you can't hardly get back there. You have like 18 inches to get back there. Like it's, yeah, it's not easy to get to. It's like the people that build the permanent fence around their AC and I'm like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. How am I supposed to clean this? They're like, well, I mean, we could get a ladder and then a ladder. (laughs) And I'm like, I got to carry a 30 pound jug. I'm like, no, either take the fucking boards down or be hot. Right. And then you wonder why they called eight other people and no one could fix it. Because no one's climbing the damn fence. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, so so this lady, she's she's got all these concerns. And then she's also saying that the lines gurgle from time to time. And Upstairs? Uh, I don't know where. Okay. She just says there's gurgling. So she thinks there's a drain clock. <laughs> Very vague. Okay, and, got it. I like and it. And so we find a broken kitchen drain line. In the basement. In the basement. And we fix it. And we could logically put a, put a path together for how water leaking out of this drain line would get to where water was on the floor. And it's a broken drain line. Broken drain lines cause sewer smell. Like, we didn't guarantee that we've solved everything, but it's like, this is the most logical first step, right? Did you, you got sewer smell, you got water on the floor. Let's did, solve this. Did you go to all the other bathrooms and make sure the fixtures were working? So then we ran water and everything trying to get the gurgling or whatever to okay. happen, and it wouldn't still happen. still nothing. Nothing. Okay. okay. So, so, I like, so where you're at right now, I like it. Yep. A week later. Job well done. A week, a week later, later, she calls back, <clears throat> and she's irate because we never fixed the problem. 
Well, well, then call back the next day, bitch. Exactly. If it didn't Dude, fit, like, whoever it is, whatever. Right. Dudes can be bitches, too. Don't so, judge me, people listening. So when she called back, I think it was a Wednesday, and we were booked solid through the end of the week. And so we said, you know, we can put you on like a standby if that becomes available. But right now, our first we've got first call Monday morning. Why didn't Mitch go out? I'm busy. Okay. No judgment. Yeah. Don't look at me with the no, like, I mean, what we, motherfucker. I'm, at, I'm just ask, yeah. asking. Yeah, we're damn. You see how mad he got, Austin? <laughs> like I was just asking a question. Yeah, like because usually no, you're asked. kind of like the free float, you yeah. know? Okay, and and okay. so I got it. Easy, um, easy, big cat. Stop taking that TT. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> she declines to have us out the following week because she had things to do that week. Oh, so it wasn't that important. So right, it can't be that bad. And so we put her on first call for the following Monday. So now it's a week and a half after she called. Okay. Right. So we're a full two okay. weeks. So well, you well, obviously two and a half weeks after we were there. So obviously, who's ever booking? I don't know who's ever booking this call is like, okay, we're gonna have a problem. Like right. you could see it coming, right? You can totally see it. Yeah. So we get our guy out there yesterday, and um, <clears throat> she's like meeting him at the door with, "You're gonna fix all of this under warranty, and I don't want to hear you say anything about charging me anything and all this." And he's like, "I don't even know what's wrong. It's a different guy this time." Oh, okay. Because of course, she did not like the first guy. Right. He's one of my most highest reviewed plumbers ever. And she found a way to not like him. I was going to say something bad there, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to. No. Okay. Go and, ahead. And so, um, um, <clears throat> so he's kind of walking around and trying to learn her and learn the situation and everything else. And then he calls me and he's like, Hey, Hey bro. She's got a lot of other problems going on. I, I think I might have an idea, but I'm not even sure because nothing here is normal. And None, nonetheless, none of these are related to the repair we did <clears throat> when we were out here two and a half weeks ago. And But she's wanting all this done under warranty. And I'm like, we can't warranty work we never did, right? If yeah. there's something wrong with the repair we made, we can warranty that. But yeah. it sounds like there were additional problems that yeah. weren't apparent until now. Yeah. And um, those customers are the worst, by the way. Yeah. Like they think you, okay, he stepped in my house. Everything from now on is under warranty. Right. Like that's what they think. Yeah. Right. And so um, she gets real obtuse with him and real combative and everything else. And so he ends up leaving. Yeah, I'd have left too. I'd been like, like, see ya. He, he, he basically found out that, okay, I think you have a clogged drain line, but you don't have a clean out, so we're going to have to pull a toilet to get to it. And he gave her the price, and she was like, that's insane. I'm not doing that. Get out of my house. And so he leaves. Peace. And so he calls me to give me kind of the download for He's how everything. He's giving you the heads up. Yeah, like, hey, give, this is what happened, give bro. Give me the, the play-by-play. She's going to call. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, if, it, like our first guy was there. Nobody pulled the lid to the sewage pit. Our second guy, and we didn't really have a reason to on the first one. The second one, we got drains in the basement that are backing up when you run fixtures upstairs. But the whole basement's supposed to be on a sewage pump. So that shouldn't happen. Like... There's just a lot of weird stuff there. I'm like, yeah. the least we can do is at least go lift the lid of the sewage pit, uh, unbolt it, take a look at it, make sure that things are functioning and cycling properly in the pit. And and so I'm like, can you turn around? Because he was only a block away. I said, can you turn around and go knock on her door and see if she'll let us do that? And and like, again, we're trying to get to a solution, but at this point we have, yeah, like, we need more diagnostics to even know what it's going to take, right? Yeah. Well, she refused to let him in the home and demanded a call from the owner. So I call her yesterday. First off, all of those calls from now on should be directed to me. 
Yeah, oh yeah, this would be good. Yes, oh. damn yeah. right it'd be there good. There goes my five rating. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So <laughs> I call her and talk to her, and hey, girl, what's we up? We all we all know this nasty personality that I'm going to describe, but she is like, she's she's using that little sound. Yeah. You know, first of all, your plumber, he was, you know, and yeah. like she's just very like if you could see her on the phone, you'd picture her like. Doing the whole snake neck and Z snap thing. <laughs> That's one of my ticks. Like I would just have hung up if as soon as I hear. Yeah. And, you and, say Z snap. And then and then she was talking very very legally. Um, I said this, and then your plumber said this, and then I said this, and he didn't even like he disregarded that. And I have a witness that was here when I said this. Yeah. And those all people that, like, have been in front of cops a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your alternate personality. Yeah. yeah. And and so. Um, finally, like I'm trying to get to a resolution. I'm trying to work through it and everything else. And then finally she's like, um, it basically all I'm able to get out is like, it's obvious we need to do some more diagnostics. However, anything further we find that's wrong. Like, even if we would have found it on the first visit, you would have had to pay for it then too. Like, I don't owe you all these additional repairs for free. Yeah, and if, and, the, if the repair I gave you is faulty, I'm happy to fix it for free. Right. If I missed something on the first visit, that doesn't obligate me to do that for free for you. Right. Okay, right. I can say I'm sorry, and I maybe I should have caught it, but regardless, you would have paid for it then, yep. or turned me down then, yeah. or you're going to pay for it now. There's no difference. Right. Like and, there's literally no people think oh they just they came in my house they they got a warranty everything that isn't plumbing in my yep. what the, stop stop and, and so at that time she was like I have to let you go there's another plumber that just walked into my house good and so tell him to fix your shit you crazy bitch so then last night like six or seven o'clock at night she calls back and leaves a message demanding another call from the owner she's had several plumbers come out. And several plumbers have told her that the repair we did was not needed. Granted, they didn't see the leaking pipe before, right? Yeah, how would they know that? Right. And then, and, and if you're a plumber listening to this, don't ever fucking do this. Um, they, Of course, those other plumbers take the opportunity to say, like, well, I wouldn't have charged that. I would have only charged this. That happens. There, you can't stop that. You can't stop it. However, if you do that, like you are an absolute shithead, like you're not getting a leg up with the customer like you think you are. No, all you're doing is making it actually a worse customer for you to deal with. I will, you know, so like in the HVAC industry, it's it's the worst. Like I would always say, like people would little, they would ask me, right? Hey, I had this done. It doesn't seem to be working, and I want you to fix it. I paid this, what would you have charged? Right. I will tell them the truth. I will yeah. say, I will say, okay, well, I charge this, but you have to understand I have no warehouse. My overhead's zero. Right. So I'm almost always cheaper. Yeah. Okay, that's just that's just the reality of the business we're in. Right. Like I always gave it with a little caveat. These like, weren't I don't, cheap plumbers. I don't lie. I, I tell them the truth and I tell them the why. Right. Right. So like we left that Monday telling her that it was going to be $600 for us to, to do more work and look into it further. Right. And she was like, get out of my house. I'm not paying that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, three other plumbers come in four total. Now 
Three other plumbers come in, and none and of them have done the work. So she kept calling more plumbers. That's like she won't fl- allow red them flag to do the work one. because they're all quoting her within the wheelhouse of like within a hundred dollars either way of six hundred bucks. And okay, what's and what's the problem? She's just adamant that this is a less than hundred dollar fix. And um, obviously, you're a psychopath, right? Obviously not, right? <laughs> can't even drive out to someone's house for um, like it's eight dollars trip charge like just right. driving there right yeah well and then so here's the flip side of it all these plumbers are telling <clears throat> her that we overcharged her for the repair we did and then our pricing is outrageous and they're charging the same price to do the work but, that yeah you they're quoting quoted her, her the yeah. exact same price we quoted her to do yeah. the work like and she doesn't pick up on that right yeah it's because she's a dipshit well or she's <laughs> lying yeah. Which is most likely the case. Um, you know, I used to think that a lot, but I'm convinced now that people are just dumb. Yeah, could be. Like I just I, I just feel like a lot of people they're are so dumb. dumb they don't even know they're lying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um and so uh she, when I call her today, she's basically telling me that I will give her a one hundred percent full refund for everything she paid me, or she'll dispute the charges on her card. And how much? I, how much was it? Uh, we're talking uh, about six hundred and twenty-five dollars on the first visit to repair that kitchen line. To to repair the kitchen line and all of. I mean, we were there for hours, right? All the diagnostic Trying and searching and everything yeah. else, right? So, and and that was another thing that I had a conversation with her today was, you know, you got to watch out because you're in a prime position to use hindsight against the first round of people that ever saw this, right? Your house was working <clears throat> fine for 20 years, quote unquote, fine for 20 years. And now this problem has now baffled four plumbers. Your first one out, you know, they're, they're in the perfect position to get the wrong diagnosis because your house is odd. It's not normal. And so, you know, anybody in the first round, especially as you share what they found with the next plumbers, the next plumber now has a leg up on their diagnostics. First plumber did all this. So, and they, and, they, and that didn't fix it. So yeah. what are you going to do? Right. And the next plumber that gets in there diagnoses a little bit more, shares a little bit more information. She kicks them out because the price is too high. Third plumber comes in. Now she has two plumbers opinions and getting a third, right? So now yeah. she's fairly well versed on exactly what's wrong, and she's trying to trying to say that that should have all been known. Like, how did you not know this? Yeah, on you the should first have visit? walked in and then just like right. through telekinesis been like, I know exactly what's going on well, in this and, home. And if this house a, is clear. Yeah. She's like a thousand years of experience, four plumbers. Yeah. Close yeah. Anthony and Spencer and then probably the other guys. Right, right. Yeah, so <laughs> just like, within our company, she's had my vo- over-the-phone experience and two on-site plumbers that both have 20 years, right? And I've got 20 years. So she's been talking with 60 years of experience between the three of us. and um, And then... In addition to all of that, she's she's not liking the pricing from anybody, but yet she feels adamant that we overcharged her, right? And so we, um, I, I basically end the conversation or, or bring the conversation around to the idea that I'm not going to give you a refund because you won't let me back in your home to continue looking into this. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay entertaining the idea of a partial refund or a full refund, you know, but I've got to know what's going but on. But I got like I if I give you a refund right now, 
it basically is telling you that I know the repair we charged you for was not needed or the repair we performed was done in poor quality. And I'm like willing to give you all of that money back. Well, the repair was absolutely needed. Now, was it the only repair you needed? No, that's obvious, right? You need more. Yeah. However, you know, you paid a fair amount for the the price that you paid to, to get the work done. You authorized it. We asked, you know, your approval up front. You authorized it. And and then, of course, they always say, well, it, it didn't take nearly as long as it should have for that amount of money. And I'm like, yeah, with 20 years of experience, you wouldn't want it to take a long time. Right. Yeah. You if should. My, you would hope that they get it done quickly. Yeah. If my 20 year guy takes that long on it, that's a problem. Yeah. You're getting ripped off. Right. <laughs> and and so she just all gets all snippy and everything else. And I'm like, look. You know, we could we could go around and around in circles with this forever, but uh, ultimately, you want a refund. I'm not going to give you a refund. I know that you said in your message last <laughs> night that if you don't get a refund, you're going to dispute the charges. That's fine. You can do that. I will counter your dispute and and prove that services because the only thing she can do is dispute them, saying services not rendered. Right. Well, I've got your authorization that you approved the work before we did it. And approved and, after. And after and everything. So, you know, I'll counter it and we'll just let the credit card company figure yeah. it out. But also, in addition to that, I'm going to go ahead and flag your address. Fucking call me. Yeah, I'm going to flag your address that we don't work for you anymore. And she's like, is that some kind of a threat? And I'm like, no. No, no obviously, it's, it's this isn't, obviously this isn't working out. Yeah. So don't call me. Yeah, I... It, well, it's like the crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. You're like, okay, it's fine. Don't call. You know, nobody. Oh, well, you're not going to call me? Yeah. Of course I'm not going to call you, crazy you, bitch. You can't what? fire me. I quit. Yeah. Well, you, you can't. Of course. Yeah. Don't call me. Yeah. So I told her, this is not a threat. Like, this is just what we do. We're in the business of making customers happy. And when we identify a customer that's impossible to please, we don't go there anymore. It's not good for you. It's not good for us. It's just a big waste of time for everybody. Okay, Mr. Passive Aggressive. And, <laughs> and she was like, impossible to please. And I'm like, yeah, you've proved it in this phone call when you told me that four plumbers have looked at this and you've turned all four of them away. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it takes to make you happy. I don't possess that power. So we're not going to work for you anymore. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. Right? Don't call me. Yeah. Don't call me. So that literally happens... The same day that I'm dealing with another customer that is trying to scam a system, us, somebody, out of some stuff. So we're doing this big sump pump program, right? Yeah. And we went to a customer's home, and this customer is very, very quirky. Um, you know, we're putting in a sump pump, which means we have to jackhammer the basement floor, dig a big old hole for the pit. We got to cap off the drain that's down there. That is the whole reason that we have to add this sump pump. Yeah. Run a discharge line up and out the wall, install a new circuit, you know, all this stuff. This guy was so particular. He was asking for like the exact placement of where we're going to run the discharge up his concrete wall. Like, are we talking like two inches away from this or three inches away from this? And I'm like, I don't know. It's going to run up the wall right here. Can you draw on the wall where it's going to go? no, I'm not going to draw on your wall. Like we come out of the top of the pit, we go over to the wall, we go straight up. I just need to know where. Cause you're a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Dead, dead bodies. In the wall. And, and I'm like, you're odd, fucking right. And so then we talk about where it's going to come out of the house and discharge out the house. You say right block. here, like you're pointing up and, and then he's like, well, will you show me outside? You don't know your house. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, he's like, crazy? Oh, I need to see where this is going to go outside. And so, 
we were about 10 feet to the side of his dryer vent, right? And so I go outside and I'm like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out your house somewhere around here. And it's just like vinyl siding on the side of the house. And he's like, where exactly? I don't know where, like, I haven't taken the exact measurements, but somewhere in this area, it's going to come out. And it's, it doesn't, like, there's nothing. There's nothing there. There's no defining characteristics yeah. where it's going to matter. It's going to be within this one foot area right. where I need to know down to the end. Exactly. Because you're a psychopath. And, and so the key thing <laughs> with this psychopath program, a lot. The key thing with this it's program true. that we're involved in is the customers don't pay this bill. The county is paying for all of this work. And this particular guy got about $5,000 in work done to his home at no charge. Okay. So um, we get all done. And my first sign that this guy was going to be a problem was how quirky he was on the consult. Well, then I have to leave early that day. All the meat of the work was done. All that was left was picking up, right? Like concrete was down. All they had to do was pick up and clean up, and they were out of there, right? So it drove this guy, what, what do you mean you're leaving early? I just know when the boss goes away, all the work goes to shit. I'm like, dude, the work is done. Dude, like, we're done, bro. They're just cleaning up. We're right? packing out. So he, he calls me. <laughs> he calls me and rattles off like five or six concerns. We sealed like serious concerns or shit. Oh, total bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So we silicone where the where the discharge pipe leaves the house. Of course. He wanted it siliconed on the inside of the house too. Oh, I'm sorry. Through sir. the ring joist, right? I'm so sorry. I'm gonna get your tea on the way back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then he was concerned. One of his concerns was legit. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, he's got a freestanding mop sink in his basement that's not mounted to anything. Oh, and God, it just stands of, there. Part of the work is we had to shit. replace the drain to that because it used to drain into the old interior foundation drain pit that we were eliminating. Yeah. So we had to run him a new drain for that. He got new drain lines, ran for free. Um, but because his mop sink's not mounted to anything, he when you use it, it wiggles, and it wiggled the trap, and the trap had like three drops of water coming out of it. So And it's an unfinished basement. So he went down there and wiggled it. Ultimately, it's still leaking. Like, we got to give him a leak-free deal, right? Yeah. I screw that so, bitch to the wall from the inside. Like, all right, buddy. Right. <laughs> Don't worry. So it's good. So that's the only like legit <laughs> thing, right? So then he was he he's he's referring to dust as rocks. He's like, there was rocks all over the top of my washing machine. Well, it's dust from running the jackhammer. There was rocks on on in my mop sink. No, it's dust <laughs> from running the jackhammer, right? Um, and then the ceiling thing, the leak, and then here was the the kicker. I'm waiting. Um, the back half of his basement is 100% unfinished. The front half of his basement is half finished. And when I say half finished, one side of the walls are sheetrocked, but it's all been cut because of a, like a flood cut. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. no sheetrock from two or three feet and down. Yeah. Um, this guy, it's, it's October, and he still has his Christmas tree up, full decorations, <laughs> stockings on the mantle. Maybe he's just early. Who knows, right? <laughs> Maybe he's just early, he, man. He's, just an even, odd he's guy. battling the evil of Halloween. So <laughs> Not even Christians the, put up their Christmas tree that are early. Right. <laughs> so, How do you know? I, I might. I might. Uh, Damn it, Austin. <laughs> front, judge me. Front half of his basement, the, the concrete floor is painted this like eggshell white color. And so he's claiming that there's about 12 pinky fingernail size flakes missing in that paint in the area that we were walking from the stairs to the unfinished part of the basement. Oh, my God. Dude. And he's claiming that those 12 flakes are 
they weren't there before and we scratched the paint off of his floor with all of the quote unquote heavy equipment that we were moving in and out of the basement. And I'm like, um, we, we carry everything. Everything's in five gallon buckets or like we don't drag anything. Yeah. Um, the only thing that we might drag is our jackhammer. That's on it's, wheels. It's probably. on wheels. It's not going to scratch a floor. Right. And, and so then I start looking around in his basement and there's a, his floor scratched to fuck all over the place. Well, that was there before. That's not, I'm not saying that's you guys, <laughs> you know, there was a nail sticking out of the bottom of a chair over here that royally screwed that up. It's these 12 that weren't here. Do you have some touch up paint, sir? I'd be happy to help you. So, well, here's the thing. <laughs> He and he's like, and it just so happens I've got spare paint and rollers right here. I'm just ready for you to repaint my floor. <laughs> and, and I'm like, uh, so all the red flags are going off. Like there is no end. I'd with have this painted guy. those twelve. I'd have been like, I'm going to paint these twelve. That's what that was my offer. And it's over. That was my offer. Was I'm going to get a small brush and I'm going to touch up these twelve spots. Yeah. And we're going to call it. Like I, I already had the conversation with him. Like I flat out told him, I don't know how we could have caused this. We didn't drag anything through here. We don't drag anything anyway. We carry everything. It was just our shoes. Well, maybe you had rocks in your shoes. Well, well if, maybe you didn't paint the floor good the first time, you motherfucker. If, <laughs> if we had rocks in our shoes, your wooden stairs would be all scratched up. And, and they're, they're fine. And they're not. Right. Yeah. So um, I just find it weird that the scratches in the floor are the same scratches all over your basement, but somehow we're responsible for these, right? Yeah. And so I realized, like, in normal paying customers... I would just bull up and say no, or I would come to some agreement, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not above throwing 300 bucks at him and having him sign some kind of a release saying, here's 300 bucks for you to pay a painter to come in and touch this up. I'm out. But that way, if yeah. you, because what, what's going to happen with this guy is he's going to bitch about the paint. The new paint doesn't match the old paint, so now we got to paint more, or the new paint's yeah. not sticking well, or you know whatever. Keep in mind, he's providing the paint. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, I brought, I involved the program and told the program flat out, like, I'm not above taking an hour and repainting this little section. However, I want you guys involved because I, I need to find a way to bookend this, right? Yeah. You guys are paying the bill, so I can't, I can't bookend it with money. Yeah. And so they came out and they're like, this guy's a fucking whack job. Yeah. Right? I was on that yeah. console at the beginning. I remember being like, it just, he was weird from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. He's odd. Do people, are, sometimes, little... sometimes people are just weird. So, what was funny is on that one, the other customer I told to fuck off, this one I'm actually going back on Monday and touching up and painting his basement floor. The whole floor or just the 12th? Just, no, just the, I'm going to get a roller. It's faster for me to do it a roll, roller. Yeah. I'm going to get a roller. And then look at him and be like, I'm don't walk gonna, in it because you'll fuck up the floor again. I don't again. care what he does after I do it, right? We're literally working right at, my, I got a crew right like across gonna the take, street. You're going to take a picture before? You're going to roll it, take a picture after and be like, Done. sir, yeah. I'm sorry I scratched your floor. Yeah. And you're going to set your pride aside. And then if he says something else, you're going to be like, I'm burying this motherfucker in the backyard like, <laughs> right now. So ironically, he's got a broke down car in the driveway that's been on jacks and he's getting like hounded from his HOA to get it. Oh, up yeah. And roll. Like, of course, he's a lazy turd that don't want to do nothing. Well, and that's this is the is. typical thing of like you're holding people to higher standards and you hold yourself and people see right through it. And that's what makes them not trust you. Right. Yeah. It would be different if his house was immaculate mm. and everything was pristine right? everything has its and, place and everything everyone yeah. lives to a different like i'm not knocking him for his house because his house wasn't filthy but it was just it wasn't kept to the level that he's trying to hold us to yeah you know yeah it was just so wild 
Dude, people are weird, man. And we warn everybody, like, there's going to be dust. We have to jackhammer a 24-inch diameter yeah. circle in your basement floor. You just look right, look them in the eye and be like, we're not happy about it either. Yeah. Like, I got to breathe it. Do you think this is going to be fun? Yeah. Like, it's not, I got to wear this mask. It's going to be hot. It's going to be sweaty. And later when I go home, I'm not going to be able to jerk it because my arms are going to hurt so bad. <laughs> so look, just hold your... I call com- it the stranger. Hold your complaints. Yeah. <laughs> hold your complaints. Because no one's happy, okay? We're trying to get it done. Like, just... So, believe it or not, there's actually a, a moral to all of this story. Oh, is there? There is. Is there, Mr. Smedley? So, Tell anybody, us the moral. anybody in the home services <laughs> space, and maybe commercial services, depending, but as the economy starts to change, right? Like, all the signs are there that we're in for some rough economy coming up, right? Well, it's just, it, it, it's just not going to be as free free wheeling as it has been right like people are trying to they're being a little tighter they're trying to get 100 bucks off here 50 bucks off there right because let's be honest some of them have to yeah like you know what i mean yep and so as the economy starts to change and and with the prevalence of everything going on, I mean, shoot, there's a war over in Israel right now and all of that well, stuff. Let's not right? talk about that right now. Well, that, I'm just saying. Don't bring that, me down. <laughs> with all of these uncertain times, um, you're going to see customers start to have a very emotional connection to their money. And one of these customers was paying us. One of these customers, the county was paying us, right? First off, that second guy was just a psycho nut. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's a control issue that he has. And I'm not 100% sure that the first one wasn't either. No, the first one totally was. 100%, right? <laughs> yeah. Trying um, to get it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. But yes, I get it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what it means is you have to go extra you have to go above and beyond when it comes to expressing value to the customers so that you can stave that off because you can't the masses will change their relationship with money the masses will start to have a tighter emotional connection to money when money is freely flowing it's different right oh i got an extra 200 bucks damn i had to pay the plumber 200 bucks right yeah that's totally different than I only have $200, my light bill is $200, and the plumber wants 200 and now they're having to decide to pay the plumber or the light bill. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a totally different emotional connection. Well, right? and they're trying, to cut, they're trying to cut money from other expenditures, like, okay, so I can't go to the grocery store and buy steak or hamburger this week, it's veggie week. Right, you, you know, and so or, people, people like you were saying, get an emotional attachment to, because it literally is affecting them on a personal level every day now right right with the with the reinstatement of student loan payments and all of those kinds of things you're going to see that change a lot right and Mm -hmm. so um this is like the conversation i will be having with my team the next time we meet in our team meetings are hitting all of the bullet points in our sales process that build value into what we do right yeah making sure every customer knows about Mm -hmm. our family first program Making sure we provide every customer three options, because if we only give them one option, they can either choose if that is that option. Uh, do I think that option is fairly priced or not? Right. Well, if we give them three options and we say your bare minimum repair is X, your more moderate repair is Y, but your total replacement is Z. Well, now <laughs> they can't gripe about the bare minimum repair being unfairly or ungodly too expensive. Because they know two, they we just shown them two more expensive ways to handle it, right? Yeah. So 
instead of like if you only give them the one repair, they can come back at you and saying this is highway robbery. You took advantage of me. But if they pick the smallest of three repairs, it wasn't taking advantage of anybody. We yeah, you, we could have charged you a whole lot more. Well, and you don't. It, and they don't have to take it, right? Like, exactly. they don't have to do the repair at all. Exactly. They can always get another estimate. Right. Right? So, it's not like they can hold your feet to the fire later that right. they got, they got quote-unquote screwed. Right. You know, and that's why, you know, as a business owner, you like, you have to mind your P's and Q's a lot more now. Right. Like, you have to, you have to be telling your guys exactly what we're talking about here, right? Like, hey, this is what you can expect. This is right. what we think is going to happen. Like, it, and we talked about it with, with the trade winds guys too, you know, you have to tighten up your finances as a business owner, right? Right. Because you're going to see a lot, instead of people picking the middle option 50% of the time, they may only pick it 25% of the They're time. Picking the lower options, And right. that's going to cut into their pay and that's going to cut into your profit margin. Right. Right. It, it, it's just what's going to happen. If you're a healthy business though, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like you're going to be able to weather the storm, right? You're right. going to be prepared. And like we were, t- I was telling the trade winds guys, <clears throat> was it two calls ago? If you're in a healthy position and companies in your area aren't and they fold, you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to, if you don't grow, you're going to be able to sustain yep. and then grow because of the lack of plumbing options in your area. Right. So you can you advance know, while others retreat. Yeah. And there's no, you know, there's no excuse for um like not having a healthy company like that's that's just kind of lazy and you're trying to you know live out over your skis or you're trying to keep the business out over your skis and then when shit does hit the fan it it hits you really hard right you know you can have a healthy company whether you're really big or really small right you can be in a good situation no matter what right and then if you are healthy when the time does come you can strike while the iron's hot right Right. And, and that's the, like, you know, she, she was, t- the, that first customer was saying that, you know, all these other plumbers say you took advantage of me and you charged way too much and, you, and all this. You accepted the repair. You and, could have said, don't do anything and had a second opinion and only right. paid the trip charge. Right. Like and, if, if it was that big a deal to you. Right. And, and so that's what I was. That's a personal responsibility thing. We talk about that on trade wins. We yep. talk about that on the void. Your whole life, every decision you make is a personal choice. Right. And, and I, you know, I handled that very, very quickly. And I just said, look, every company charges different rates because they're different size companies and they have different overheads and, and they're, they're taking care of their, their employees in different fashions. I said, we, we offer our employees three weeks of PTO. They get full blown matching retirement. We cover their health insurance. The hell, the truck they showed up in costs like $150,000, right? So it you know, costs money. I, I, I just said, you know, I don't know what other plumbers you've had out there, but until they have a legitimate business to that level, then I, th- whatever they think it should cost is kind of irrelevant because chances are if they don't have a truck with that much inventory and that much preparation in it, and they aren't taking care of their people like we are, chances are they're not even going to be in business in a year or two. So, if yeah. you if you want to be doing with doing business with people that are likely to not be in business in a year or two, that's on you. However, I want to still be in business in a few years, and so we have to charge what we charge in order to to create profit and grow. 
you know, and that's an age thing too. And I don't want to get off topic here. Like I, and I don't know how old that person was, but like, like me personally, like, so, um, I haven't done this yet. One of my garage doors is acting up, right? It's just something's going on. It doesn't want to open all the time. It's You're a little master. Andrew Powell. Of course, I'm going to door and door and lift. Of course, I'm going to call Andrew Powell, and I'm going to say, Andrew, I want you to look at all of these, and I want you to like legitimately tell me like what needs to be done. That's exactly what I told. And him. I'm going to say, Hey, dude, fix all of these. Send me the fucking bill, and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to fuck around and try to save $100. Right. Because I know that he's going to be in business in five years, and when the door has a problem, I can call him and say, hey, buddy, because I trust him. Right. And I know he's going to do the right fucking work, right? Right. Like, it's the same thing with plumbing. It's the same thing with HVAC. And where I'm going with this is, as you get older, like I'm 42, right? I want peace of mind. Right. I'm not trying to save 50 bucks. Yeah. You know? Like, when I was younger, Yes. And I will say that in the service industry specifically, um, and this is something that you have to navigate, like when you work for people that are younger, that have only been in their home for a a limited amount of time, they don't understand, like they have no grasp of that. And that's a very hard thing to navigate as an, you know what I mean? Like you're trying to literally give them all the information that you can so that they understand Mm -hmm. all of those things. But some people... You just can't help. Yep. You know what I mean? And so like like how you're talking about this girl, like you just can't, there's nothing you can do. Nope. Those other guys couldn't do it either. Yeah. She's they couldn't fucking four. do it. You, right. they, they couldn't do it. Yep. So you got to do what? You got to cut fucking bait and move on. Right. And then don't lose sleep over it. Be like, you know what? Whatever. Right. I can't, I can't waste any more of my mental energy or money or time right. fucking with you because you're too dumb to understand. And it's hard. Like well, it's, 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 it's really hard in a, in a business like ours where we pride ourselves on delivering exceptional service. Yeah, because you, because you don't want to you don't want to have to tell someone that I can't deliver the service that I've said I can. Right. Because it's pride for you. Well, but it's, it's not it's, even though it's not your fault. Exactly. Even though it's not your fault, that's your goal. Right. And when someone tells you you can't reach this goal because I'm a crazy fucking nuthead. Yeah. You still are trying to get there. Yeah. You know, and it's difficult. It's, yep. it's very, it, it, it's very difficult and it's very, uh, humbling is not the right word, but that's what I want to say. Like, it's yeah. just, and it, I should say frustrating because literally you want to choke them until they're not breathing anymore. Yeah. Like that's the truth. Well, like I just want to fucking choke them to death. Some people love to fight and they love to argue and they like, they literally go into these interactions hoping to pick a fight. Right. But like what you were talking about, Andrew Powell, same thing with me. I had a garage door spring break and I'm like, don't just, you know, there's two on each garage yeah. door. I'm like, don't just replace the one, replace both. Do what you think's and, best and he's on like, all That's of the them. only way we do it anyway. I'm like, good. And yeah, then do it all, bro. Check I said, my other one. yeah, I said, I've got two doors. So if the other, like if this one broke, the other one's probably close. So it's not urgent. When you have time, I want you to come back and replace the springs on the other one. Right, this one was urgent because was I had a car like, stuck we in the can garage. Do it right now, right? Is that no, what he no, said? No, no, oh, no. Okay, he just came back later. My big door has unique springs uh, because it's yeah tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he had to order them. They're but, super, yeah, probably super tight, super yeah, short. He came, yeah. he came back like a week and a half later. Yeah, and and I like I he could have come back sooner. And I said, dude, it is not important. Like literally, when you have time, you have the garage code. This yeah. is literally like when you have a yeah. cancellation and you don't know what you're going to fill your schedule, like save me for that. 
Yeah, and just show up. Right. It's cool. You like I you know the code. Yeah. You just come in and do your work and send me a bill and I'm paying it, right? Yeah. And and, and that's what and people don't understand that when you have like we we're talking about age there, like when you have someone that you trust um to work on your home like that, it's invaluable. Yeah. It's literally invaluable. Dude, it is the coolest thing ever to know. Like, I don't have that a ton, right? I've got that. I got that for you for HVAC. Anything wrong with my house, right? Yeah. Um, and I got it for garage doors. And I've got plenty of roofer friends. So, like, if, if my roof ever, yeah. you know, gets destroyed, like, I've got no well, shortage of options now. there. The guy that painted your house did yep. a great job. Yep. I got a, I got a painter looks now. good. The shutters aren't falling off anymore. Right. Jesus, dude. They were right. falling off for like a year and a half. But, but, like, paint's not something. I mean, that's something you only do every 10 or 12 years, you know? Yeah, but a good painter. I know. Yeah. You can never find a good painter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but ultimately, it, well, and, and what you're saying there is, I don't want to interrupt you. I want you to finish. Um, and we're going to move on cause it's already been a long time on one topic, but, um, the ability to trust those people. Yeah. Is, is worth more than the thousand dollars you're going to save the next year, not even thousand. I'm not talking over everything. If, oh, yeah. if it's over everything that you have to do on your house, all this shit comes down to get top quality, top notch service. Yeah, it may cost you another thousand dollars. Yeah, to have worry free. Stop. Yeah, fucking stop trying to save fifty so bucks. What's wild though? A thing that happens in the service industry that doesn't happen in a lot of other industries, like and it's the utilities. It's heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, um, I can go to Texas Roadhouse and get a steak for like 23 bucks. I thought you were going to go with the, with the, uh, sticking your head up a butcher's no, ass. No, we're not going to go with the Tommy, <laughs> the Tommy boy quote. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I can go to Texas there. Roadhouse and get a steak for like 23 bucks, right? And it's I, good. I can go to 801 Chop House and get a steak for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. Um, or I can go to 801 Chop House and get their A5 Wagyu for like $140 an ounce. First off, it's, and it's going to be a $600 steak. It's not worth it. Well, whether it is or not, I'm just, you don't see me calling 801 Chop House yeah. and being like, it's you tried much. to rip me off. Yeah. I could go to Texas Roadhouse and get the same thing for $23. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like, there's so many other industries out there where people automatically understand value comes with price. And the experience is worth more there than it is at Texas Roadhouse, right? Well, and I, I like eight hundred one Chop yeah. House. You don't have uh, my my wife does this perfectly. I wish I could have her like dub this in. Well, when you go to will. when you go to one eight hundred one Chop House, you never have to hear. Can I get everyone's attention? Yeah. Here we've got Angela, and she's celebrating thirteen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then they don't do the song and dance. Like you don't have to. You don't get interrupted with that at eight hundred one. Like it's a whole no. different atmosphere, right? Yeah, and you're so, paying for atmosphere, and you're paying for that, right? It's same thing <laughs> with cars. I can go get uh, like I, I don't know what what's a base model car today, like a Ford Focus. Do they still make a Ford Focus? I'm looking at you blankly because I have no fucking clue, dude. Right? <laughs> like, like, like a Fusion or a Civic uh, or a yeah. Accord. Okay. Right. okay. Thank so you, like, Austin. Yeah, like I could go the, get... The, no poor seats, the poor seats are speaking up. <laughs> I, no. That's just good comedy. No, I'm I'm just saying, poor, I am a poor Z. I, I'm just saying, I could go get like a base model two-door car. I'm just kidding, eh? And... And get out cheap, right? Yeah. Knowing that they have Ferraris and Lambos that are also two-door cars... 
yeah. that cost a quarter million dollars, right? But you don't see me going like walking into the Ferrari dealership and being like, you tried to con me out of a quarter million dollars. I can get the same thing at Ford for thirty nine thousand. Well, and the and and the thing is, like the reason that is, is because people go to restaurants every day and it's like part of their every it's part of their normal life. Right. So people don't have to call a plumber every week. Right. Or every two weeks or every three weeks. And that's like one of those things you just have to navigate. Like and that's one of the reasons, right? And when you understand the reason, yeah. it makes it easier to navigate the situation. Well, and you got to exactly where I was trying to go with that. That yes, is damn why. Damn right, I'm good, bitch. <laughs> that is why if you are a plumber, heating, cooling guy, electrician, anybody, any home services business listening to this show, that is why you need to give your customers three options for repair. Because they don't call you that often, so you need to be their first opinion, second opinion, and third opinion all on your visit. Your first opinion, second opinion, and third opinion are your three options. And then they can pick whichever one works best for them. Right. And that allows you to hit all those things in one visit. So We're going to move on to goals, but I want to say one more thing about the stakes. Yep. Have you had, so Third Street Social... Sells a tomahawk ribeye, so it's for two people. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's eighty bucks, but uh-huh. it's for two people. Yep. One of the best steaks I've ever had. So ironically, and last... I've had I've had some Ruth Chris steaks. I've had so um, the place that used to be a, next to PF Chang's had dry aged steaks. They've closed now. Um, I think it was fourteen MS fourteen something like that. Um, they were great, mm-hmm. dude. That's her Third Street Social ribeye. So they only do that on some it's not every day. No, it's not. And it's not it's only on certain days and it's only at certain times of the year. Yes. And, and so Danielle and I went to Third Street Social last week for day fantastic. night actually. Fantastic. And I got a steak. What'd you um, get? They they only had so they had the tomahawk. I saw that one but it wasn't the right day. Um I believe I got a fillet. Yeah, I'm not a big. They, fillet, they don't. Uh, they don't. They're not big on. They're no. not a steak house, right? No, they're not. They I just have a few. They, I think the fillet was the only option, dude. Their barbecue I think it was an eight out. Their advertise. Their appetizer barbecue bacon wrapped shrimp. Yeah. Oh. oh fuck off. Yeah, I've never. I've never had anything there that I don't like. Like dude, Third it's Street a great Social place. is killing it. It's right? a. It's a great place, and it, and, and, it's and the new, atmosphere is great. It's not insanely expensive either. I it's mean, really it's not, not. It's not cheap. But it's not over the top. It's the, so you want to go to Marina Twenty Seven? It's the same money. Third Street Social Foods better. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, it just is. I mean, I and I like Twenty Seven, but their, yeah. their food isn't good as Third Street. Right. I heard a really good contractor contractor objection when I was with Anthony, I believe, where he's doing work for a house, and the guy was out of town, and he was like, "Yeah, like." I, I normally I could do it, but I'm not there and I don't have time. But that price is outrageous. Yeah, that'd be like me going to McDonald's and being like, "Yeah, normally I can make a cheeseburger, but like you know, I don't have time right now, so you should just charge me what it costs for me to make it at home." Well, right. first off, the price for fast food right now is outrageous. So well, I just don't go. You, it's you, ridiculous. I'm fast a, food plus DoorDash is fucking insane. First off, I don't do DoorDash. I know, but, but I'm like, just I used to go to Taco Bell and tacos were 39 cents. Yeah. If I get three tacos yeah. and a drink, it's like $11. I'm like, this is shit food. Yeah. I'm not giving you $11. You're paying $11 so I just for diarrhea. Yeah, I don't go. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I just, what the fuck happened? I think I talked to somebody where it's like, you, 
every once in a while you kind of get to that point where you're like, man, I really don't feel like cooking. I don't feel like, I don't even feel like going out. And then you look at the app and that just motivates you to go out to the store. Because <laughs> you see and it's like... Yeah, it's so, so expensive for junk. Well, yeah, you, you put something in your car. Oh, this this cheeseburger is $8. And all of a sudden you get to the end. It's like, oh, plus everything, it's eighteen fifty six. You know what like, I'd rather have come from? than fast food? Uh, first off... <laughs> I don't count Culver's as fast food because it's delicious. Culver's is really good. Second off, I'd rather have a quick trip fucking hot dog with onions and mustard on it. Yeah, you can't beat a good roller dog, man. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All beef hot dogs, Walmart, man. glizzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm hungry stuff. right now. I'm fucking starving to death. And I ate, yep. I tried to eat something before I came. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they also have that when I used to work on overnights and get really unhealthy. They have that chili cheese machine. <laughs> Dude, that would just ruin your whole night. Like, you just get a couple I used to eat the. <laughs> I used to eat the steak and cheese... Taquitos. And jalapeno taquitos. Mm-hmm. But like, like my stomach can't handle that anymore. It's no. like, I can't handle processed You're not freeze 20 food. anymore. No. So I eat two <laughs> of those and I get the shits for yeah. like an hour. Mm-hmm. They're so good though. Yeah. Like that really cheap, shitty picante salsa and mm-hmm. then you got to tear open. But not, and it's so good. Yeah. But yeah, you There's can't There's a reason it. it's good. There's a, yeah. <laughs> it's not good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 42. So. I can't eat two of those anymore. I might be able to eat half of one. Yeah. Like and not shit my guts out. Let's uh Dude, should we move on? Let's let's Are we talk too uh, much about me shitting my pants. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's roll the conversation on the goals. <laughs> my goal right now is to not shit my pants when I get a fucking quick trip hot dog. That's like how you that. know you're old. Your goal is for a solid BM, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a good goal. I want one a day and I want it to be solid. God. Uh, <laughs> all right. from, from the guy that used to poop more than anyone I'd ever met in my life. Yeah. Mitch Not a lot's to, changed since then. Mitch used to poop like four times a day. I was like, dude, what are you doing all day? Regular. I used to be regular. Or are you just drinking Metamucil like a 70-year-old man? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? This is part of it. <laughs> a lot of bread, a lot of carbs. So, I don't know. Yeah, he did eat a lot of Arby's. We, <laughs> we want to talk about it. So now we're coming into Q4, right? Q4 has officially started. Yes. And now is the time that we need to be looking at goals, right? Um, Do you mean goals? Um Goals for next year, goals for future, business goals, personal goals, any goals, right? But um, essentially business goals, right? Uh, And unfortunately, a lot of people confuse goals with hopes. And they, they, they they put no math to anything. They put no structure to anything. And they'll say, like, my goal is to do a million next year. And maybe they did 200,000 this year, Right. Well, okay, so 5X in we, one year is, is pretty lofty. Well, we call that a pipe dream. Could be. That's a right? pipe dream. Now. That's a BHAG. Is it realistic? It could very well could be, right? Like, like literally my first year in business, we did 150 grand in revenue. And then my next year in business, we did 779, right? Well, and it's easier when you're starting from a lower position, right? It is. It is. Um, and a lot of the listeners to this show might be in a lower position. Yeah. However, the difference <clears throat> between... You know, a guy that's like, oh, well, I did 150. I want to do 779 next year, right? The difference is between achieving it and not achieving it is actually like reverse engineering the goal to figure out like what is it actually going to take to make that possible. Well, and and a goal is something that you literally can put the steps in place to get there. A hope and a dream is just, I want to be here. When, When you make that a goal, you literally list out what does it take for me to get that? Right. Like, what do I have to do? I want a Ferrari, okay? But if I don't put in the steps, I have to save this much money, mm-hmm. and I have to get 
this much accomplished and I have to find one at this price range. Right. And if I want to finance some of it, it has to be at this interest rate or I can't afford. Like you're putting the steps in to get that goal. Right. If I just said, hey, I want to, you know, I want a 458 Italia. I'm going to get one yeah. one day. And it's 300000 Every third grader at the book fair walking home with a Lambo poster. Damn right. And then, yeah, that's all you are at that point, right? right? Like right. a goal, like you were just saying, a goal is something you can reverse engineer. And by reverse engineering it, you're laying the steps in place to get there. Yeah. Right? And, and goals is something I struggle with hardcore. Um, I'll be 100% honest with you. I set... That's why I got the trade wins I, checkbook. Yeah. I... <laughs> I don't do a lot of goals. And no, the reason and I don't either. The reason why is because my goals are so big, there's a lot out of my control that I very quickly realize it's more of a dream or a hope than it is like a goal, right? And so what I do is I actually set realistic expectations and budgets, and then my goal would be to like exceed that budget, right? Well, by, as, have, by as much as I can. Well, you build... <clears throat> You build small goals and put small goals in place to get you to the big goal. Right. So it's still the same thing, but it's like if I reach all of these actual obtainable goals by taking the right steps, then I can get to the big goal. Sometimes. You can get to the BHAG goal. Yeah. A B. BHAG. Big, hairy, audacious goal. No, I know. Your whole house is vibrating. Um, (laughs) My wife started her car. (laughs) It just took me off. I was like, what the hell is happening? But yeah. Yeah. Big, hairy-ass goal. So like... Like when I when I grew from the 150 in year one to 779, like there was some structure to that, right? Yeah. I knew now now seven and seventy nine wasn't the goal, believe it or not. The goal was to get to three plumbers total. So myself, regardless plus, of the money, regardless of the money. Now, but you, but you knew how much money it would take to get there. I knew what it would cost to uh, to right. buy all the equipment to support three plumbers. I knew what it would take on the back end to have the infrastructure to run three plumbers. And I knew how many leads I would need every single day to run three plumbers. Right. And so um, we got there. Right. And then a byproduct of achieving the goal, the goal was get to three plumbers. A byproduct of achieving that goal was $779,000 in revenue the first year that we had three plumbers. Now, keep in mind, we didn't get plumber two and plumber three on board until like halfway through the year. Right. Right. Um, and that keeps goals from, it keeps those big goals from being unattainable. Right. Like you right. can, you can, you can put all those small goals in place and then obtain those little steps at a time. Right. And then it doesn't, like what I feel like people do to themselves is, All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. They set unrealistic expectations. And then when they don't get there, 
or they look at them, they realize they can't get there. Like, there's no way I can do this. So they give up. So they give up. Yep. But if they put those small steps in place and they just take it a little at a time and then they get there and then five years goes by and they've done all of these little things to get to the next big goal and then they've set steps in year two yep. and then they've, they've redone their steps in, in year three and then they redone their steps in, in year four, all of a sudden they're like, oh, if the, like if they could go back and say, hey, yep. year one, guess what? In year five, we fucking got there and I know you didn't think we could get there. Yeah, but we put those small steps in place, and we're able to not fold, not crumble, because it wasn't so overwhelming. Yeah, that we could we could make it happen. Business ownership is running a marathon, and, and yeah, you, it's not a sprint, right? You literally can't finish a marathon skipping a single step. You're going to have to take every step to get to the finish line. Unless, yeah, unless if someone comes out there step, and carries you. And you haven't done it. But then you didn't finish. You didn't finish. That's right. And if you skip a step, you trip and you stumble, right? So it's not giant leaps. It's not windfalls. It's not inheritances. It's not luck. It's literally like how, how boring and mundane is a marathon at mile 13? You're halfway. You're halfway. You've taken a few thousand steps. You have a few thousand more to go. It's fucking boring, right? Well, success comes from mastering the monotony, right? When the gun goes off at the beginning of a marathon, everyone's excited. Everyone's jockeying for position. They're yeah, trying to see mile who's three, pace where. guess what? Fuck, I'm already tired. Right. I got a long way to go. You got a long way to go, right? And then you get towards the end. And that's the thing. If you've never run a marathon, I've never run one. But if you've never run a marathon, all you see is the start. All you see is a four-second highlight of the middle of it, and you see everybody crossing the finish line. Yeah. Nobody ever shows you the 25 miles of, of Pain, grinding and out. Anguish. The and monotony in the middle of it, right? Yeah. That is success anywhere, right? Yeah. So um, the <clears throat> in business, you have to you, you got to put steps in place, and then you have to take every step there is. You know, we've talked about it on the show a lot. Like you don't like all you see sometimes is a company pop up and you're like, "Oh shit. Look how big they are. Why am I not that big?" You didn't see the 20 years. Yeah. You didn't see the 15 years. Yeah. You didn't see the guy literally mortgaging his house for cash so that he could pay his employees yeah. to keep it afloat. Like you don't you don't just pop on the scene one day and you're like, "Oh shit." Right, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean. Like, a, you know, what's the what's the key ingredient for an overnight success? Twenty years of experience. Right, <laughs> right. Like, so yeah, like people crush us on social media. Sometimes they're like, "Oh, you guys are just this, and you guys don't that," and there's blah blah. blah. First off, Mitch and I haven't made any money in two years doing this. Right. Not to mention the twenty-two years of experience we both have. Yeah. You know, it's just like, like it. Nothing happens overnight. Right. Except for the rare ten percent. Yep. Okay, it's a very rarefied air. It's just like grading on a curve. They take the top ten, they throw them away. They take the bottom ten, they throw them away. And realistically, the the ones that fall into that ten percent, you just don't know the twenty year backstory that led into it. A lot of the times, yeah. Right. Like some people get lucky and it works. Right. The rest of us are just, I, like my natural instinct is say, 
doomed to struggle to get there. Right. But you're not doomed. Like you don't have to do it. But if you want to get there, you are going to struggle. And well, you're going to have to put as the much work as you in. Make it too. Yeah, and you're going to have to put the work in. Yeah. And you're going to have to say, okay, I'm dedicated to this. Right. A lot of people want to say, okay, I, I'm just going to do this, and I'm going to get there, and that's going to be it. No, you've got to literally just say, I'm going to dedicate my entire life. Yep. To this, for the first three years. Yep. And then we're, and then I can reevaluate where I'm at. Right. And literally, you've got three years in, and you blink, and you're like. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yep. I'm either I've either done the right thing and I'm here or I've only grown a little bit. Right. And then what happens? You do the next three years. Yep. And then you do the next three years and you're not even to ten years in business. Right. I mean and it's just it, it's insane that people, you know, in this this I want to be satisfied instantly, you know, in our day and age, right? Like yep. and that's why people don't put the hard work in. But that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. For the average American, that is what it takes to get there. Well, a lot of times, too, people throw out these goals of like, oh, I want to do a million, right? But then they just leave it at that. And, and if you just leave it at that, the only way you're going to do a million is by buying a lotto ticket. There's, there's no other way you're going to get to the million, right? So Yeah, to get to the million, what, you have to say, okay, I, well, how much do I have to make every month? Well, like that's the first thing, right? You got to divide it down. So, so, so I got like, to make 800 this month. I got to make 800 the next month. Yeah, you've, you've got to go. You, you got 80, to, sorry. Well, 83, 83.3. Yeah, I said month. 800, I meant yeah. 80. Sorry. 83.3 each month gets you to a million, right? So then you break it down to monthly. Okay, I got to do 83.3 every month. Got it. How do I get there weekly? And then at 83.3. What does it take to do 83.3 a month? Can I personally sell and install 83.3 a month? Probably not. Not by yourself, you can't. It it depends on the industry. Maybe you can. I don't know. No, you can't. Not any including plumbing and electrical by yourself. You can't fucking do it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Can't happen. I mean, it just depends, right? But but what I'm saying... Will you hide Dreamy Genie? I did it. No, I'm just... (laughs) You got to analyze that, right? I've 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 managed plumbers that do over a hundred grand a month in revenue, and they're installing it themselves, right? And but and they're the, not running any business on the they're backside. They're not running of a it. business on the backside. Yeah. Everything else, but what? So what they're I'm just saying, salesman. what I'm saying is, it's not, it's not unrealistic that you can do that. But you'd be in one percent of all plumbers if you could do that. Well, and and, and it's not Half about percent. it's not about your abilities. What I'm saying is you have to look at realistic numbers of what does it take to do that. Yeah. And if if you aren't that 1%, then okay, it might take two or three plumbers to pull off 83.3 every month. And so now, what's it take to keep two or three plumbers? Well, yeah. you got to have work to keep them busy. So how many leads do you need every day to keep two or three plumbers busy? So what is it going to take for you to get those leads? Right. Yeah. And then you have to manage those plumbers appropriately or, or I say plumbers because that's what I do, but anything, right. You got to manage them appropriately and make sure that they're hitting their benchmarks and everything else. But then on top of all that, you got to manage them in a way that makes them happy and not leave you because what's worse, like what's worse than going, like there's nothing worse than saying, okay, I got the staff to do a million. And here we are four months into the year and we're, we're on pace to do ass. a million. And one guy says, And then Fuck one you, guy bitch. says, I'm out because you're not taking care of me on the back end, right? Yeah. And so on top of all that, you got to be looking at like, what does it take to keep a team of guys at that level happy, right? Yeah. There's a lot of things that you have to consider. And so you can't just say, I'm going to do a million and then expect it to happen. You have yep. to put the thought and the reverse engineering into it 
to figure out what is it going to take to make it happen. And so that's why for me, I don't like using the word goals all that much as it's more expectations and benchmarks. I expect to have a staff level of this. And I know once I have a staff level of this, I can manage their KPIs. And so if I expect to have a, cap, uh, a staff level of this, then the only thing I need is I need leads to feed them, right? Yeah. So if I'm expecting five plumbers, I need this many leads. If I'm expecting three plumbers, I need this many leads. And that just turns into what would be my expectation for the year. And, and there's a lot of outside variables that go into some of this stuff to, to shy me away from like goals necessarily. Now, where I did, <clears throat> where I do set goals is when I can control all the variables. So in other words, I'm not going to go set a goal off of some things that I can't control. However, I did set a goal to figure out what it would take to hit 20% net profit this year. And it took me a few months to figure it out. But I control every single one of the variables on net profit. I control how much we charge. I control how much we pay our guys. I control how much we spend in the business. I control all of that stuff. And so because those were within my control, I set that goal and we've hit that goal three months in a row now. So that's a little bit different than just a pipe dream or a lofty sales goal. Because no, there's nothing worse than entrepreneur math or bad sales manager math. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you get three leads a day and you convert them at this and your average ticket's this and you should be in a million dollars. And it's like, that was a lot of ifs. If I get three leads a day, if I convert them at this, if my yeah. average ticket's this. Well, what, And what you're mentioning are, like I call those manageable expectations. Like, and you can control those things. Right. Like I can control to a certain degree the amount of leads I get from my guys, whether I'm advertising or this is our our growth right like right. this is this is our average when when you look at your numbers and you say okay this is our average you should be able to reasonably say i'm going to have 3 calls for every guy because that's been our average over time yep right and that's something that you can control you can turn your google lsa on right you can advertise more you can give up some, if you're running calls, you can give up some of those calls mm -hmm. for those guys, right? So you can, you can realistically expect those guys to have X amount of leads. Right. Now, you can't control how many of them they convert, right? Right. But you do know that over a six-month time span, if I give them this many calls, over a six-month average, we're going to have this amount in sales, because we've done it before. Right. Right? And that does allow you to set long-term goals. And I don't mean I don't mean lofty goals. I mean realistic goals for your business. Yeah. This is our realistic goal for growth. Yeah. Like that's something that you can um, quantify but with the amount of leads that that you have coming in general. Right. Here's, here's the challenge with that, though. Oh, it's a, it's ex everything about it is challenging. Yeah. That's why it's not easy. Every, like, everything, things can change every day. I can control my ad budget, but I cannot control my ad results. No, you can't. Right? I can choose to crank up the budget, and, and, and I don't make advertising decisions um, lightly, right? 
Um, in other words, when I choose to pull budget from one area and invest in another, there are signs telling me that it makes sense to try that. Well, and, that, and that's what I'm saying when I say you've, you've seen those results over a three-year span or a six-month span. You know right. that, hey, if I dump this money into this at this time of year, I can realistically expect these leads. Well, and, and even and, then, and, it that's, gets a, it and gets, that's one of those things that's it's not directly controllable, right? But based on previous experiences and previous money spent, that you have a realistic expectation of what is going to happen, right? You know what I mean? And let me give it's you like a, analytics. Let me give it's you like a prime baseball example. analytics. <laughs> so, like when I fired my marketing agency at the nearing the end of Q two, yeah, which you should have just been paying me that money the whole time, sure. I anyway. could have got you the same amount of leads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so when I fired them towards the end of Q2, you know, I'm looking at like, okay, what are some other areas that were efficient in marketing? And so I discovered that Facebook leads, and, and here's how you figure your marketing efficiency, is you look at, um, you look at how much you spent in a certain term for advertising in that area, and then yeah. how many calls landed on your board, your call board, during that same term, right? Yeah. So just using round numbers, if I spent $1,000 on Facebook ads for a month, and that landed me or that netted me 20 service calls for that month, then each call is costing me $50 a call. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Simple math. Got it. Um, you know, that's a pretty good return on your marketing investment. Here's the challenge, though, is you don't know how scalable that is. In other words, if I spent a thousand and I got 20 calls, that's $50 a call. But what I don't know is what if I spend 2000? Does 2000 equal 40 calls? Or was 1,000 at 20 calls, was I actually overspending at 1,000 at 20 calls? In other words, yeah. could, I have, could I have tapered my 1,000 down to 500 and still gotten 20 calls, right? And so that's why... Yeah, you don't know that it took, you don't know that, oh, I had to spend 1,000 to get 20. Right. You don't know that that's the number. And even if you knew that was the number you don't know how scalable it is. Eventually, the more money you throw at something, eventually there is a diminishing return. There's a where, plateau. Yeah. There's an immediate plateau. Where you're just plateau. not going to get any more from it no matter how much you yeah. throw at it, right? And that's, that's the real problem, right? Right. Because you, there's, the only way you know is when you get there. And that's why... It's very, it's, it's very difficult. That's why goals can be a little tricky, right? Yeah. It's one thing to say, I'm going to be a million-dollar company... It's another thing to know exactly what it takes to be the and, and I can know exactly what it takes to do it. However, I don't know what it takes to get the leads, right? And and I'm not saying I don't know, like I I do know some of its budgetary, some of its timing, all of that stuff. But you, what I'm saying you, is you don't know as specifically as you'd like to know. There's still trial and error within yes. all of that, right? Yes. And so um Ultimately, I look at it like I, I'll, set, I'll set an expectation, I'll reverse engineer it, I'll identify the most difficult piece of that reverse engineering, and then I put my sole focus on that, and I forget the whole goal completely, right? So let's take this back to where we started. I wanted to get to a three-plumber platform, right? So 
I didn't care about what the revenue was going to be at a three plumber platform. The goal, the revenue was not the goal. The goal was get to a three plumber platform. To do that, I knew for one, I had to have three trucks and I had to have three sets of inventory and everything else, right? And you know what it takes to get there. And I knew what that was. That's black and yeah. white. Yeah. But then the flip side was I need enough leads for three plumbers. So I need to get myself to a point where I'm turning away six to eight service calls a day to prove to myself that I've got enough work coming in for three plumbers. And you can only do that so long. You know, yeah. if you're taking four I calls mean, a day and you're yeah. turning away eight, word's going to get out that you don't ever have availability and people quit calling you, right? Yeah. So it's a timing thing. And, and so, again, I'm not wanting to... I'm not wanting to scare anybody when I talk about goals versus like good goals, bad goals, you know, goals versus budgets, all that. What I'm wanting to ultimately get at is make sure that it's truly a goal that you can hit, not some of this pie in the sky bullshit, right? Make sure that it's something that you can reverse engineer and you can control the variables and you can, you can identify how much work it's going to take to get there and then do it. Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like, if you have a goal that's, like, literally, it's just insane. It's way out there. You have to be able to reach 15 goals to get to that. Right. So start at the first one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Start at the first one, get to that goal. Then move to the next goal. Exactly. Then move to the next goal. Yep. That's that's exactly like it, how it, it is. And it sounds, it sounds so stupidly simple, but that's really what it takes for the... For the average, I don't want to say that. For the majority of us out there, that's what it really takes to be great. Yeah. Is you're just, you're literally, you're taking on one small goal at a time until you get there. Yeah. Like, no one's lucky. Mitch isn't lucky. I'm not lucky. Like, I'm working my fucking ass off here. Right. You know? And I'm setting one little small goal at a time until I get there. You know? And even even as closely as Mitch and I work together, like, our goals are different. Like oh, my yeah. family goals and my money goals are different than Mitch's goals. Yeah. Like his are way. I don't even know what your goals are. His are, matter. Uh, Mitch's are way loftier than mine. Like mine is to get to the point where I don't have to try to kill myself every day. Right. Like, and that's not a monetary goal. No. That it, it's not. It's yeah. it's it's financial independence. My goal is is not just financial independence, but it's to find a career path, which I think is trade wins and mentoring and consulting. Where when I go to work every day, I don't feel like it's a job. Right. That's my goal. Like, it has nothing to do with money. Right. Like, that's my goal. Mitch's goal is to get a fucking wakeboard boat and take his buddy Dave out on it. Like, that's Mitch's fucking goal. And I hope to God he gets one because, to be honest, I've only wakeboarded like one time and it was a lot of fun and I'd like to go. I want to wake surf, not wakeboard. What the fuck ever, bro? <laughs> I'd like to go. Yeah. Like, you know, it's and it's just we all have those different goals, but... It all you have to literally sit down and write this stuff out, right? And right. think about it. Like, hey, I want to get here. How do I get there? Oh man, that's way out there. I got to start small, right? And I got to get there. It's not overnight. It's not overnight success. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort, and it takes a lot of fucking work. Yeah. And it takes a lot of planning. And if you if you can't reverse engineer that goal, ask Dave at TradeWindsConsulting.com. <laughs> right now, the Mega Millions is like one point seven billion dollars and it's so powerball. and i it, is that what it is powerball? Yeah, and i've I, look i've never been like i'm not a powerball guy or like i don't care but when it gets to that level i buy tickets 
because I think of like literally. Do you know how much good I could do with that money? Oh shit, yeah. Like I could, I could literally go to all my ailing mentors that have like I got a guy right now that's got cancer and he doesn't know what he's gonna do. Right. I could be like, hey, dude, here's here's five million dollars. Get your treatments. Live your life. Get your treatments. If it doesn't work, live your life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm. I, like I could go to my dad and be like, "Hey, dad, go skydiving. Stop working. Yeah, like it's time to retire. You right. know what I mean? Like, so when it gets up to that big, I do that. Right. Like I would, I would buy Mitch's boys two sets of drums and have them installed <laughs> in their bedrooms <laughs> to, you know, just like for my Bumps. own personal enjoyment. Like, dude, you have to play from ten to midnight, like every <laughs> night, or I'm taking these. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, so it's different. But oh, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> that's that's the that's the big. Yeah, so many people say like hashtag goals, but yet they aren't doing anything to actually get closer to it, right? And and they're just dreaming. We, we've they're come dreaming f- and hoping that it happens, right? We've come far enough to realize that we can see right through that bullshit. If you if you're hashtagging goals, but you aren't doing the small steps every day to get you closer to it, then it's not hashtag goals. It's hashtag dreams. Yeah, that's totally different, right? Like, I got a, I got a goal to have a six pack by next spring. I've been trying for a six pack for a couple of years, <laughs> and it takes a lot. And forty and over forty years old, it's a lot harder than you would think it is, right? No judgment. I'm gonna I'm not, get there. I'm not. I will not comment on that. I've told you how to get there, and you refuse you to fucking do it. Cardio, cardio, cardio. Cardio, 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 <laughs> motherfucker. That's what it takes to get a six pack at forty two. It's cardio. I know this how, I know exactly how well you. So like I started. So, like, I have a little gun room at my house. You've seen it. Yeah. It's, like, nothing fancy, right? Nope. It's cool. I've been working on that for a year and three months. Like, but just a little at a time, a little yep. at a time. I finally got my vault door today. A year and three months later. Like, yeah. most people are like, oh, I want to do this and I'm going to get it. Cardio ain't going to get that bitch in your house. That's going to take sheer bodybuilding strength to get that door into your house. Do you want to talk about it? So, literally, I unloaded it off my truck. By myself today, and it's 600 pounds. You yeah. know what that took? Ingenuity. Not, yeah. <laughs> Not cardio. Not cardio. <laughs> but ingenuity. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Let me show you what it has done, boys. But like that's it, like that's one of those things. You are not going to just... Like in today's society, I know I already said this in the show, but like in today's society, you aren't going to get those results just instantly. It's not going to be a week. It's not going to be a year. No. It's not going to be... Th- like literally, I have but a. If you, if you got a weight loss goal, it took you years to get fat. It's going to take you years to get skinny. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> just be like, okay, I'm going to have a gun room and I'm, it's going to be tomorrow and we'll be done. It's been a year and three mm. months, and I've been collecting old shotguns. Like I don't. What's have crazy any, is you have a gun room, but you don't own any guns. That's, I don't so have a wild. lot. I don't have a lot. No, <laughs> and I don't have, like, and I don't. I'm not one of those guys that buys like expensive guns. That I damn buy boating accident. I buy, <laughs> I buy old shotguns because I think they look cool and I like them. Right. Like, I, I like the nostalgia. Yeah. Dude, most of them are like $300. There's not that many. Like, it's not a lot of money. Right. But it's just cool to me. Right. But still, that one little small goal took has taken me, if I counted the years and just getting those, I mean, it's it's like a six-year process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not overnight. It it comes and goes, and it ebbs and flows, and you have to take what you can take when it's available. <laughs> and sometimes what's available is not there, right? Yeah. So, ultimately... <laughs> If you're wanting to set lofty goals, make sure you can reverse engineer it and find a path to actually make it happen. Otherwise, it's just a dream. It's not a goal. And that's fine if it's a dream. I got a lot of dreams, too, right? I, I'm, not, I'm not frowning on dreams. I'm just saying yeah. don't call it a goal unless it's actually something that you can reverse yeah. engineer and put steps in place yeah. to make it happen. I got a lot of dreams, too. Yeah. Most of them 
Volve Kate Beckinsale, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Those are not realistic goals. <laughs> like I want to. You can't reverse engineer I Kate Beckinsale yeah, and make her appear in your. Yeah, barn. there's no way that there's nothing I can perceive in my mind to get her to my house and then get my wife to say it's okay. Like you know what I mean? Like there's nothing. There's nothing that it's I not can. There's nothing I can do to get there. That's just a dream. Right. <laughs> I think. I think people would be like. People would probably think weird things about me if they saw like my list of goals and habits because I approach it on like a microscopic Uh-oh. level. Uh oh. So like for me, like Where what Mitch has, <laughs> so what Mitch has is like goals, but like I look at it as like making one percent better, like good habits. So for me, I'm like I want to get to the point where I'm like more productive in video production, but I don't say, oh, that means I got to study this. No, it means like. I, I take a list of the grocery store. I make for sure I wash my car weekly. And someone's like, what does that have to do with it? Those like small changes like add up and just end up making the video production side better. And that's a good example of we're all in a different place, mm. right? Like, yeah, I'm like, like in we're that all, weird. We're well, all in a different place. And, yeah. uh, and like the thing, like Austin's way younger than us. Right. So his, so his goals and his steps to meet those small goals to move to the next level are probably a lot similar to like where mine went. When, you know what I mean? When I was younger. Well, it's, it, like that's a good example. And, and there are some daily disciplines that what we would call non-negotiables mm-hmm. that, that you never waver on, right? Yeah. So, for instance, and Austin's actually been with me during this, um, my truck, right? If I'm ever <clears throat> driving my P-O-S. truck <clears throat> to an event where people can judge my company based off the appearance of my truck... I wash it before I go, mm-hmm. regardless of if it's clean or dirty. It's my daily discipline is I make sure that I present our company well through the vehicle, right? And so Austin was with me one day riding around doing videos, and I think it was like a Thursday night football game. I think it was the home opener for the Chiefs, believe it or not. And um, Austin was riding around with me doing videos, and before we got done, I stopped by the car wash to wash my truck before I dropped him off. Because I was going to take my truck to Arrowhead Stadium and it's going to be on display because it parks on the front row and the little EV parking thing and all that. Another me making fun of you for another time. Go ahead. But, um, you know, and and the truck wasn't royally dirty, but it's like people Mm. will be looking at this. People will be seeing it. And I'll be darned if I put myself in front Mm. of that many people and not look the best. Right. Well, the best that you can control. Right. So a lot of what like goes in Like you didn't wear your, a suit going in. This well, is no. smelly plumbing. Right. Well, and, and I'm not even near the truck for 98% of it, right? So it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter what I look like. It's just the representation. That's of the, not true. You it, could wear a smelly plumbing shirt and go into the stadium and it, be advertising. It's, it's still, and it look still nice. matters, right? Yeah. But, but like you don't want to wear your smelly plumbing shirt and it's got shit all over it and exactly. you went into the stadium. Well, another piece That's of that, what I mean by that. I, right. I live by the quote that's like, you don't rise to level of your goals, you fall to level of your systems. Yeah. And where that comes into play is like, you know, I'll shave on days where I don't need to or I make for sure, um, you know, obviously showering and washing the car and doing this. I know that sounds like minuscule, but like it really helps on those days where you're like, oh, shoot, I overslept. And so when you run out of the house... You've at least shaved enough and done this enough, and to where you don't look like a total like you a total know, loser. We call that yeah. staying ready. Yeah, right? so it's just you kind of staying, staying ready. ready. So there's like, there's know. a lot of people that are given opportunities on the fly, mm. and they they're not ready. The opportunity yeah. because like like 
Uh, oh, my hair's not cut and this and that. And prime example, right? Surprise truck inspections at any service company out there. Oh, I wasn't ready. Oh, I worked late last night. And like you could look at their truck and you can see very You'd be like, dude, you could have cleaned that three days ago. What are you doing, bro? Right. Right. Like there's a there's a level of like it's understandable to a, a truck that's clean and an admirable level where the guy worked late last night is not going to be atrocious. A mm-hmm. truck does not get atrocious in a few days or even a week. I was going to say, it, it, it takes more than a week exactly. to get atrocious. Like, so, it can something can be, like, cluttered yep. in a week. Like, you know, and I can trash a truck in, like, two weeks. Right. But, I mean, come on. Right. And, and that's where that's where staying ready comes in, and that's what Austin's talking about is staying ready, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was a time recently where we had some some guests in town and they wanted to ride with one of my plumbers, and so I picked a plumber and he's like, "Oh, I wish I would have gotten a heads up. My truck's a mess. We should have stayed ready, mm-hmm. right?" And and ironically, his truck was so much of a mess that the person texted me and said, "Hey, do you have another truck that might be in better condition? We're wanting to film the back of the truck, and this is a train this wreck. This is not bro. good, right? Yeah. And and it's it's a testament to Staying ready. It's a right? testament to Mitch not checking his guys' trucks. Well, well dude, have a better process. It is. This, it is a hundred percent. Is yeah. right. I mean, that's not a ball punch. That's a. That's a. As a business owner, you've got to. And it's right. it's just one of those extra things you don't want to have to handle, but you got to handle it. Yeah, it's a bitch. Yeah. Right. It's a fucking bitch. Yeah. So it's. I try to. I try to. I've been reading a book called Atomic Habits, where it, you know it, it talks about those microscopic steps. I know it seems like pretty basic, but those things that you start to do well, start to compile. Because, you know, if you're trying to be proficient and you like, you wake up late and you don't have a good routine and you're like, I don't have a good process for getting food ready to go in the morning and so I'm hungry and I get in a car that's dirty and I have to move stuff over and the drink spills on that and then it's like, you know. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a compound bunch a, of bullshit. There's a quote we can all live by that says, how we do one thing is how we do everything, mm. Right. If you're not showering every day and making sure that your body is clean and ready for the world, mm-hmm. you're probably lacking in a lot of other areas. Mm-hmm. If you're not cleaning your truck on a regular basis mm-hmm. and making sure that it's ready for inspection at any time, you're probably lacking in a lot of other areas, right? And if you aren't doing those basic things every day, mm-hmm. nobody is buying the excuse that like, Oh, it got away from me yesterday. It's no different than walking into a hoarder's house. You walk I into thought a you were going to say something completely different no. there. You, you walk into a hoarder's house, and what's the first thing they say when they open the oh, door? Oh, it's not usually like this. Sorry, I haven't had a chance to clean this yeah. week. You mean it, this decade? Yeah. Like, what the fuck, bro? This, this century, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, they haven't vacuumed their house in years, right? They haven't picked mm. up a dog turd inside their house in 20 years. It's so awful. It, right. But, but... That's, I mean, it it just goes right back to the organic nature of how you do one thing is how you do everything. And people can see through the excuses when you aren't doing the little things right. Yeah. Like if you're on a, if you're on a plane from California to New York and if the plane's off by one degree, by the time they get to where they think is New York, they might end up in like North Carolina. Right. Or wherever. And so that's kind of the whole point. And like, it starts with the basic stuff, but there's also just all these micro kind of levels yeah. where it's like I don't Dude, leave my you know I, right. I was watching Hoarders the other day so we have Netflix <laughs> Yeah, I thought Janine was going to have a panic attack Dude, I can't she's watch. like she's she's extremely OCD yeah like our house like, that's like her horror film for her 99.9% of the time there is an addition in the sink like yeah. our house is 
fucking immaculate, right? Yep. Like, I, like I challenge it and I leave shit everywhere to kind of fuck with her. Like, I like it's fun for me. I like doing it. She, like, yeah. she comes in. She goes, "What are you watching?" I said, "Horror." She goes, "Turn it off." Yeah. She's like, I, she just walked, and she didn't. She just walked in the other room. Yeah. She like can't. She can't handle she it. She coming from a family Will that be, was like really bad, like that, where it's like it's a thing of like, oh no, we're gonna. Oh no, oh, her, okay. no, her mom's the same way. Oh, okay. That house like, is we'll fucking. Dishes in the sink. I mean, but that's it's, because it's one of my son's jobs to do dishes. Your house isn't dirty. No, no, no. I know. Oh, yeah, okay. But I was gonna say. What I'm saying is like, like there's times where it's like I'm like I'm I'm upset at the dishes in the sink, but the solution is either ride my kid's ass to have him do his job that he's supposed to or yeah. me do it and I'm definitely not going to do it because all that does is send the message yeah, to him yeah it doesn't that, teach him anything right if, if I put it off long enough dad, will, dad or mom will do it right yeah. that's not happening yeah so I like, ride his ass and I turn off the internet in the house or whatever until they get the dishes done <laughs> take all the dishes and put it in his yeah. room <laughs> yeah it no, just, that's, they like, would just move it to a corner dude, oh my god dude personalities of kids are interesting uh-huh. I've got one kid that's like everything's dude, on the straight kids, and narrow your kids are complete opposites yeah it's I got one kid weird, that's bro. on the straight and narrow and, and I, I got say another that's kid weird. that's got like a half a pizza in his room right now I say it's weird you and Brian were the same fucking yeah, we're way, the bro. Exact opposites too. A hundred percent opposites. Yep. It's so fucking weird, dude. Personality. You, you've only got one kid, so you don't know yet. Well, I don't think you're gonna have any more, dude. I'm 42. <laughs> hey, there ain't no kids, but it ain't happening. It's it's wild how two kids with the same parenting can grow up completely different. Yeah. And a well, lot of, it's a not. Lot of people first like off, to, it's not the same parenting. Well, because the second kid is obviously you different. Know, you know more when the second kid's around, but, and you, your but concerns your kids are. Less are like yeah. their like their personalities are, it it has nothing to do with them being raised. It's their personalities are completely different. It's genetics, dude. It's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's insane. I'll say this: it's eighty percent genetics, and it's twenty percent of a kid trying to find their place in the world. And we all want to be unique. And so, if one kid, if your first kid is super sloppy, your second kid will be very clean because that's his place. Right, because he doesn't want to. Well, fall that's in the an first... interesting theory. It, no, it's it's very true. If your first kid is really good at school, your second kid will probably fail at school, because the first kid was really well, good. What happens when you have three? The third one is a wild cat. Like mm-hmm. you just don't know what's See, the third one. So, so they say middle kid syndrome. Yeah. So, like my brother's a double middle kid yeah. from two different sets of parents. And total so, lone wolf, right? Oh yeah. yeah so yeah, he's yeah. a complete like wow. he's a psycho. Yeah. And I love him. That's, he's but he's yep. He's yeah. He's out there. You're so like I've got so one the, kid so that's the, like clean and orderly, and he'll lay his clothes out every night before. Like he we we call it a flat mason because trying, he literally lays himself out. He's trying to get laid in order. <laughs> it looks like a flat kid on the floor, and he's done this ever since grade school, right? Really? I've got right. another kid that won't put his clean laundry away. And he's got like he food up and he's trash like, in his room, and he's, he's like, like yeah, what we, whatever. What are we having today? I'm gonna wear he's this. Like, oh, I'm, I'm this, missing a I'm sock. I didn't even know. You know, he's just totally <laughs> aloof, and and it's fine. Like it, it, that's Daniel. They'll both be fine, but it's <laughs> if Danielle was a dude, it'd be Grant. Yeah, you and, know it's true. <laughs> and if any, if anything, managing employees and business is exactly like managing children. You okay? Yeah. Did you just about throw up. No, I'm I thought you were throw up. I'm trying to yawn. <laughs> If, if managing managing really employees is like managing <laughs> children, right? They're yeah. all different, and you got to figure out what makes them tick and what their unique characteristics are, and then play to their strengths. You know, it's so weird. Like, so Layla is like, I like I've always had a really good feel about like how to handle her. Uh huh. You know, like this is how it's going to be. Like the last six months, like she's only ten, so she's not like hormones. hormones. Like she's not there yet. Like she's only ten. 
I have no idea how to handle her the last six yeah. months. Like she's she's turned into her own person. Yep. In literally like a four month span, and it's and awesome like, and it sucks at the same and time. I'm like, I'm like, dude, bro. Like she calls me bro, <laughs> yeah. And so I call her bro. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like what? What? If she's just, she'll be like, oh, blah 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 blah, blah and then she'll just walk away. And I'm like, wait, hey. Yeah. Like wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's just it's wait insane. Wait till puberty. I'm kill myself. Yeah. I'm out. I got. I'm gonna live in my office down in the barn. There you go. I don't know what else to do. I'm gonna put space. a I'm gonna put a bunk bed up that folds down off the wall with chains, Janine, and I'm gonna li- and I'm gonna live in there for and like four years and lock the door. <laughs> no heat, no AC, just pizzas and beer, and I'm just gonna stay in there. There you go. I don't think I can handle it. Nope. I don't know what to do. It's tough. She's insane. Yeah. They're all insane. Just just imagine having two of them with completely opposite personalities. You know what we call that? Self control, dog. Yeah, I should have pulled out. One's enough. My pullout game was weak. Your pullout game was weak. <laughs> figured out figured out what caused that after two, so we got cable. So, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this guy up, dude. It's um, been an hour and a half. I'm exhausted. Let's get out of here. So, if you learned something new from this show, please do us a favor and help share this show with somebody else who needs to hear it. Uh, we dropped a lot of really good info on this show, and I know you're probably thinking of somebody who needs to hear this. Maybe somebody who went through a bad customer interaction or somebody who's struggling to set goals for the year. So do us a favor while Dave points a unloaded gun on my head and pulls the trigger. Uh, do us a favor and help share the show with somebody who you know needs to hear it. Until next week, guys, we will see you later.